Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Welcome to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. I'm Sarah, founder of the Sisters Enchanted, where we help people all over the world to lean into their intuition, conjure more joy, and make everyday magic. And tis the season to chat all things holly and jolly. And today on this episode, I am chatting with Anna, my real life sister and co-founder of the Sisters Enchanted, all about Odin and Yule and witchery. And it's just the perfect time to cozy up and uh, and really listen in about these stories and tales and how we celebrate Yule and how that came to be. So sit back, relax, and listen in. Hey, yo, Anna. Hey, yo. <laughs> Anna and I are distance podcasting instead of sitting together. It's just not the same. Not the same. Also, I have a plate a food next to me that I want to be eating, but it just occurred to me that I probably should not eat and podcast at the same time. I also have a snack out in front of me. <laughs> and, <laughs> I like how we showed up to podcasting with snacks and we're like, ooh. I can't eat and chew whilst recording audio. Nobody wants to hear us crunching away on on our treats. I know. I have an omelet with broccoli and avocado and spinach in it. Mm, I'm eating carrots and hummus. Healthy witches. We want to be. Eat the rainbow. I also ate sugar-laden pumpkin bread first thing this morning. So there was that. I'm election stress eating. Who's not election stress eating? I'm. (laughs) I just had a C-section and everything hurts eating. Yeah. So Anna. Uh, just sorry, we're echoing a little bit. I hope it's not on the audio. Anna is fresh off of having a baby. And while Anna is not supposed to be working during this time, um, I was like, well, I can just do the podcast myself. It's no biggie, but we're talking Norse mythology. And Anna was like, nah, I can carve out a half an hour of my time to chat on Odin. Let's do it. (laughs) So we may end up with a whiny baby. Who really knows? He's cute. He yeah, he's priority. right behind me. Like, yeah, he could. He gets he all priority. Yeah. All right. So um, today we are talking about Odin, Yule, and witchery. And anything else that comes up. So we just started this free series. It's a new thing. Totally new to us. If you're not registered, we will be sure to have the link available to you on this page. Or if you head to thesistersenchanted.com forward slash blog, you'll find it if you are listening to this on like a podcast player or something. Uh, our warmth and witchery class is just, it's a series. And then there's a free class, um, a live class the week of November 23rd on Viking lessons for the dark months. And we're going to talk about protecting your boundaries and energy and vision and all sorts of good stuff. But we're leading up to it with this warmth and witchery series. And this week in that series, we're talking about intention and setting the intention for the dark months around warmth, celebration, and sacrifice. Now, I love this as we talk about Odin and Yule because Odin is a great sacrificer. He also is a great celebrator. (laughs) And the stories of Odin, I think, really can bring warmth 
sometimes a scary warmth (laughs) to our day. What do you think of Odin, Anna? I just think you're funny, but you're like, you know, sometimes there's like bloodshed. Sometimes there's, you know, moderate to severe violence. With all mythology. Yeah. So as I started, you like read it, and you're like, they did what? Although I will say that Norse mythology, I quite enjoy for its sense of humor. I mean, Mm. I don't know if everybody would agree with me on that, but there's something about the way that you read Norse mythology, or at least the way that like I tell it after I read it, or the way that I like digest it, that it's kind of funny. Oh yeah, no, I could totally. Like, it would be my jam to be the sister of Loki. Like, that would, I could see that. Like, let's cause some chaos. Let's cause some chaos. Yeah, it's just, (laughs) it's just, it's too funny. Like, it really is. Yeah. So, how do I feel about Odin? I feel, I feel great about Odin. Who doesn't feel great about Odin? That should be the question. Yeah, I love that, um, you know, the, the aspect of him in mythology, you know, as being like the wanderer, you know, that he's kind of like always around, you know, like he walks around, um, is always watching, uh, which ties into kind of our Yule that we're going to uh, talk about because I was about to start singing, he knows when you're sleeping and he knows when you're awake. <laughs> <laughs> he knows when you're good. Okay. Yeah. So no, that's actually a great transition. So you it. might, if you're listening to this, you're like, why are y'all talking about Yule in the beginning of November? Because Yule is not until December. What is it? Like 22nd, 21st. The, you know, it's the shortest day of the year, longest night. And then the sun comes the next day. Um, and if you know the Christian story of sweet baby Jesus and the son. <laughs> um, Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus's birthday, right? The son. Well, Yule, the son is born the next day. This, the days get longer again. So we see those um, parallels in story, which is pretty always cool to dig into and uh, just interesting where they come from. Um, but this idea, all these ideas of Santa. Now I'm, I'm talking about three different things at once here. So why are we talking about Yule already? One, we're talking about it now because we are in between Samhain and Yule. And when we look at the wheel of the year, these are seasonal shifts. It's not just like a day, the season is shifting. And we are shifting in, the days are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. We are shifting toward Yule. And in our commercial world, we have Christmas hot and heavy already, right? Um, Halloween's done, Christmas is upon us. You walk into any store and there's just Santas and red and gold and like everything's Christmas. Before Halloween um, is even over. Yeah. And so I think, and what we're doing with warmth and witchery and this idea of intention for the dark months is really intentionally spending your time. So what are we, how are we spending this time? Are we really stressed out about family things? Are we stressed out about um, the holidays coming, about buying stuff for people? Like, can we take a step back and already start to consider Yule as a tra- this, as we're transitioning to Yule, which is why we're doing this podcast episode so stinking early. Um, is to help people start just thinking about it in a different way, particularly with the way 2020 has been for everybody, um, ups and downs and, you know, jabs to the left, jabs to the right, who knows what's next. Uh, and just, um, yeah, just sort of easing into it from the beginning instead of just having it slam upon you. Now, 
the other part that I was going to say, you singing, he knows when you are sleeping, he knows when you're awake. Odin, the wanderer, is right. always around, right? And he has all of these animals that he like sends out to be his eyes and ears and telling him things. So let's talk a little bit about these associations between Santa and Odin. Let's. Let's. So there's one. I just gave you one. <laughs> and I know that we mentioned one on our Rogue Santa podcast recently. We talked about portals and waning moons that had nothing to do with Santa and ended up being all about Santa. Um, <laughs> like we are now like the sisters, the Santas enchanted. We're being rebranded. It's just all Santa all the time. <laughs> all Santa all the time. What was it like that, that. Uh, that old that old what was it that old like website oh claws.com claws.com all santa all the time yeah i used Remember to get that? down on that santa tracker and be like yeah, i was did. like 19 years old i'm like where's santa <laughs> sarah we still do that i know that's what mystery so I have this this friend um, who I talked to about like business stuff. Her name's Michelle, and she is she loves like tarot cards and oracle cards and stuff, just like loosely. You know, she doesn't she's not doesn't read for herself every day or anything like that. Like she just has a deck. And anyway, um, and we talk about what we do here at the Sisters Enchanted, and it's like this idea that everything is wondrous. There's wonder and magic and delight in everything. Anything is possible. And when you stop finding that magic in every day, that's when you just you know, this is a, just a dark pit of despair. You need to yeah. find the magic and the delight and wonder and possibility in every single day and every know that your energy and your intention can create more of that into being. Anyway. Agreed. That was beautiful, Sarah. Yeah. So Santa, you know, Santa. I don't know, believe in Santa or Odin Santa, whatever you believe in, Odin Santa is great too, yeah. um, which is what we're talking about. So the, I see you when you're sleeping, I know when you're awake, Odin, the wanderer. He has his, he has all the animals that are out watching and relaying back to him what's going on in the realms, the worlds on our earthly plane, right? Um, so what's another Odin Santa association, Anna? Um, there is, I, I always butcher the name because, you know, Norse mythology, <laughs> who even knows? Uh, but there's, you know, that idea because Odin, you know, does get pulled um, by his eight-legged horse, Sleipnir, Sleipnir, the uh, spawn of Loki. <laughs> and so they, they say that imagery of Odin and his eight-legged horse in the sky looks like, you know, the images that we see of, you know, Santa and his reindeer. And the fact that when you break up those legs, it looks like, mm -hmm. you know, eight reindeer. Um, like when you see pictures of Odin and Sleipnir, you're like, that's not an eight-legged horse. That has to be eight different animals, um, but it is in fact a horse. Um, and the fact of the matter too, is that you have this idea of Santa and depending on what you know, that idea of Santa and Krampus, you know, mm -hmm. the, the naughty children, the good children. And then you have that uh, like light and dark and you can associate that Krampus and Santa energy with Odin and Loki um, as being the counterparts to that, being very um, similar to, you know, Santa, Santa mm -hmm. lore. Yeah. yeah. So much goodness there. Um, the appearance of Odin. Odin's often depicted with the big beard, mm -hmm. um, the winter coat, yep. like obviously being in Northern Europe, it's quite cold there, which is really interesting because if this just dawned on me, there's probably a story about this somewhere, but if the Viking gods are not 
I know they would come to the realm of humans, though, like be on earth. But I always have this assumption that gods and goddesses, don't they just have like, I don't know, the perfect weather environment? So why does Odin need that big coat? Unless it's because he's so busy wandering amongst the humans, right? And then he needs his big coat in Northern Europe. So um, we have that imagery of Odin as Santa as well. So Slepnir, eight-legged horse, Krampus. We've got Odin, the visual of Santa. Um, And we have, uh, he knows when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake, the wandering, the eyes, the animals that are out there, his eyes and ears. All very, all very Santa-like, right? And then we think of, um, even when we look at Norse mythology, we have dwarves, we have elves, we have giants. Uh, And in our modern different tales of Santa, we have those similar, like Santa's sort of other beings that help in the workshop or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we see these sorts of connections in Norse mythology as well. Now, when we look at that in Norse mythology, we can also look at Yule. And what uh, those who believed in Norse mythology um, would do for Yule. Now, Yule, you'll hear the Yule log. That's something that you'll see and hear about. And it's burning the fire, right? The burning the log on Yule or like mainstream commercial Christmas. Uh, And the Yule log, uh, in different, depending on what sort, what it it is that you're reading, what culture it is that you're looking at or, or time and place, um, with the, the Vikings and Northern Europeans, it was believed that the Yule log would be an entire tree <laughs> that was sort of dragged out to um, a community bonfire or in um, a longhouse and, and burned for warmth and for celebration. And during this time, so then you'd have a lot of weddings, um, pre-arranged like, marriages would go down then. Also, any like legal matters as far as whose land was whose, whose, you know, animals or who's anything that would need to be settled from the men who were out exploring, pillaging, <laughs> conquering, trading, like all the things they did, they would be back during those winter months, which is why you would see the spring babies in May and Beltane, the coming back of the light again, and the blooming of the earth that really aligns with the children who would be born because of these arranged marriages that would go down right around Yule time. Um, or before, like right now, like this time of year when it's really cold out and in Northern uh, Europe, it's, it's already colder. Um, and yeah, so they would burn this, this uh, Yule tree essentially in celebration, in warmth. Um, and we see that with the, the Yule log that we see in like mainstream commercial Christmas. You can find like Yule log cakes and things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty serious, the Yule Log. Yes. There's like that whole TV channel that's just a Yule Log that burns on Christmas. Yes, there is. Doesn't like <laughs> Netflix has like a whole channel. Yule Log like situation. Yule Log thing happening mm. for ambiance. Listen, there's gonna, nothing like a digital Yule Log to really <laughs> get I'm you to groove. Turn on my like electric heater that's a fire you know one of those things yeah and then my tv is on top of it and i'm going to turn on the yule log tv channel Help them and i'm attention. going to bring in all of the electronic yule log magic so much double time yule log huh? magic so much yeah. electronic yule log magic yeah. yeah depending on like what you're reading about you'll hear some celtic stories where they would keep the fire burning all night 
you'll hear some Viking stories where they would keep the fire lit for 12 days. Um, what's really interesting about a lot of this is that they are stories that were orally passed. And much of what we know historically about ancient Celtic tradition and Viking tradition uh, was actually recorded during the medieval period when Christianity was full-blown underway. So it's actually quite challenging to know what actually happened um, because everything was recorded through that filter of Christianity existing. You know, so how much of it is exactly as was written, as was passed on, and how much is somehow skewed in some way, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why you'll hear often all these different tales, like, oh, well, it was for 12 days, and it was a log, or it was a tree, or like you'll hear in Celtic tradition sometimes that the Yule log was the, um, like, it would be lit with the remnant log from the year before, you know, and then it would burn all night. And then would be saved to light the one the next year. Um, but they're all different tales and stories. And again, they m much of this wasn't recorded until the medieval period when Christianity had already taken over. So it's, right. it's quite challenging for anthropologists and archaeologists, historians, to really identify what's fact and what is like filtered fact. And of course, right. they use um, archaeology and anthropology to help uncover that. But even amongst scholars, I mean, you pick up three different books on the Viking era or the Celt ancient Celts, and you're going to get three different arguments as to what was fact and what's right. skewed. Well, you, you have that thing too with um, Norse mythology and the Viking peoples um, who, you know, turned into Christianity out of um, necessity, out of um, convenience sometimes, mm -hmm. um, and were very quick to... Um, not in all cases, obviously, to adopt, you know, the stories of Christianity. So a lot of times the stories that were left behind, you know, yeah, you don't know who was telling them or like what, mm -hmm. you know, so there's like a, a blurred line in that, that mythology for sure. Exactly. And then even when we look at Norse mythology, the tales do change a little bit. If you're looking at Northern Europe and like Scandinavia and Iceland versus like a Southern um, German area. So Anna and I are, Anna and I are nearly entirely German. Like we are <laughs> hot and heavy in the German department. Um, my dad's family, our dad, our dad, he like, he's just my dad. Our dad's family is entirely German. Um, and, uh, German and, uh, Northern European with, uh, a, a little bit of English thrown in there, which is likely, um, the migration, right, from uh, the German and Northern European over to uh, right. what is now the UK, and then obviously, like, you know, a German Northern European person got hot and heavy with somebody there, <laughs> and we get that little bit of DNA in us from that area. But um, when even when you look at like the Germanic pagan Germanic paganism and uh, German mythology, like ancient religions of Germanic tribes the it's varied depending on like just a very small landmass northern germany versus southern germany what that would be now um to the stories they would tell and when you look at like northern germany and northern uh, europe and the, the norse mythological tales they're often very similar just with a little bit of name changes in between from like thor and odin kind of the same character different name but then when you get just a little bit farther south into southern germany there's like entirely different, Odin's really the only 
common thread. The supporting players change and the goddesses change and the story changes. Um, and we have to think though that these stories, they came to being also based on where people lived in the environment that they were in. So in the um, like land of the Vikings in Northern Europe, they really only have three seasons. It's not a four season sort of place, but then you get into uh, like the UK or Southern Germany and you get more of those four seasons. So their stories would be different to accommodate for that because the stories were, cre were told to answer unknowns, right? And so like um, to, give, yeah, to, to give answers where there were no answers. Uh, and when you're wondering like why the weather does this or why the crops die or the animals die, it's entirely different when you have four very clear seasonal shifts versus three. So the stories do change um, there, but, but that's why you see so much incongru incongruity when you are investigating mythology and stories. You might hear one thing from one source and another from another source. Um, mm -hmm. That's why. That's why I, when I, you know, study mythology, I read so many different sources and then I like to create my own story yeah. to go with it. <laughs> well, what I'm we do know is that there are definitely ties to Odin and the stories of Odin and our modern sort of commercial Christmas period with Santa. Um, <laughs> And that the dark months were not just months where everybody bunkered down by any means uh, in ancient civilizations. These were times of celebration. They were times of coming together to make sure everybody had food and resources. They were um, big celebrations around weddings and marriages and sort of like who now owned the most land in the village, who got the, whose cows were going to be whose, things like that, you know, um, who had and, the most cows. <laughs> yeah, and seeds, trading of seeds, things like that. That all went down during these dark months and that was very intentional. And we can lean into that intentionality in our dark months in a similar way, which is what we're doing in our free class warmth and witchery. So if you're not in there, definitely get in there. Um, but as you find yourself, you know, uh, especially here in the States, we've got Thanksgiving, we got Christmas, it all just comes so fast and furious. And it's like holiday, holiday, buy stuff, eat food, like, hang out with people you don't want to hang out with, do all these things, just take a step back and really consider, you know, that there is a different story um, and we can slow down. We can tell other stories. It doesn't have to be that Santa brings 800 presents to put under your tree because, uh, you know, Odin was not bringing 800 presents for all the kids in these villages. Like Odin was like, you know, you buck up and be fierce <laughs> you fight for what you need. You fight for survival. You fight for your people. Um, Odin stay sharp, stay smart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Odin wasn't like teddy bears and kisses. Uh, and not that we can, not that we need to just like, I love me some Santa stories. Don't get me wrong. Like the magic and glitter and sparkle that comes with commercial Christmas and Santa and Santa movies, you know, it still delights my child's soul like nothing else. Um, but it, how we celebrate, we don't have to force ourselves to like, buy 20 gifts for 20 different family members and like every neighbor on the block. You know, we can show gratitude in other ways. We can show gratitude through just baking some bread or making a pot of soup for somebody or writing a nice note. Um, you know, having a bonfire and socially distanced bonfire <laughs> um, to bring people together. Like it doesn't have to be a way that stresses you out. And we get the question a lot from people is like, how do you incorporate things like Yule if you also have Christmas? Or do you stop celebrating Christmas and you just celebrate Yule? And I don't think that there's a 
right or wrong. There's not a right or wrong. You can look at the connections and sort of weave your own story for your family, for sure. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed. So anything else you want to add? We stayed pretty much on the straight and narrow today. But, you know, Anna's baby's sleeping. And I can yes. tell that Anna probably wants to go sit down. <laughs> I'm standing because I wanted to, like, not sit for a little bit. And I could see um, Anna's face like, is this done yet? <laughs> I agree. I yeah. just like, it's hard because you're like sitting and you sit too much. And this is not, you know, for healing purposes, you got to be on your feet. And so I'm trying my best today to not sit as much. I know. Well, I'm sure everybody loves hearing from you, Anna. You totally did not have to do this today. For some reason, I feel like I need to be very clear that I did not force Anna to do this podcast. <laughs> Anna, like, Anna was a willing participant. <laughs> it was like, I can totally like just wing it on my own. It's going to be fine. Anna was like, no, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and we, we, before we like hang up, I'm going to ask you if you want me to get all of this ready and edited for you. Um, no. Lady. <laughs> I will do it. We're doing just fine with it. I told Anna the other day that, uh, Team Sisters Enchanted is going to mutiny her because everyone's really stepped up to be so helpful since. Oh, just fired me already. <laughs> I was like, they're going to mutiny. They're doing such a great job. <laughs> um, and you and baby are doing well. Yes. For anybody who's wondering. Yes. Yeah. Riker Baron came yes. outside on Thursday. What's his? Uh, he's a Scorpio sun. He's a yep. He's a Scorpio sun, an eighth house Scorpio sun, a uh, Aries moon, and a Pisces rising. Yeah, and his Aries moon is in his is it in his first house. It is right with Mars, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm yep. Putting all your kids' business out onto the internet. Sorry. He's fierce. He's gonna be a fierce little bean. He's there already he is. <laughs> he makes the best faces. He's really, he really does. He looks like he's judging all of us and does not understand how he got here. He's like, who, no one told me that there was humans involved in this. That's what he looks like. He's thinking. Right, and that I'd have to sit with them. I mean, they're warm and soft because he also likes to be held all the time. But he always has these like crazy, like claw hands. Like, oh. I keep saying they're like little like Nosferatu hands, which is horrible. But I'm the mom and I can say that. Uh, he totally <laughs> looks like he's just like, this is not what I was promised. <laughs> yeah, he does. He looks like he's got lots of questions. Like he's always got like one eyebrow up and his hands are like real tense all the time. Like he's like, I'm not sure about you. But at the same time, he's also like super mushy. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I want to lie with you and sleep. But I'm not going to like it. And I'm not going to tell you that I like That's it. That's what he looks like. He looks like he's like you know, one of those kids that's just like, well, giving you a tood for no reason, you know, but like, just because you can, but no, he makes the best faces and he totally looks like he's going to give all of us, you in particular, a run for your money. Sorry. Yeah. So good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) I would commiserate with you, but uh, my kids give me a run for my money. And so when yours starts giving, cause Jacob's been so easy and his first son is like the easiest ever. So when this kid, if he starts giving you a run for your money, I'm just going to sit back with my coffee and be like, hey, hey, hey. you know how I get along <laughs> with all of that Aries energy. Not, not so good. I know. <laughs> right. Reevaluate my stance. <laughs> I'm telling you, I feel you. I feel you. Anyway. Keep him away from your husband. 
I know. So if anybody here has been like following us for a while, I'm very open talking about my husband and our relationship and our marriage. And we have a whole podcast episode where Anna dives into our marriage chart and all these things. Anyway, but Anna's son's a Capricorn rising and my husband's a Capricorn rising and my, my husband's an Aries, um, an Aries sun and, uh, Anna's kids an Aries moon. Um, but it's so interesting because my husband and Anna, they just like oil and vinegar half, most of the time they are oil and vinegar. And, uh, here is Anna's, Anna's two boys have all these like weird connections to the astrology of my husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Way to go. I know. Weird how that happened. <laughs> so obviously a challenge in life I'm supposed to face conquer learn from <laughs> are you the reason i'm married to my husband because um, you have no. <laughs> oh no don't even think that i can't take that burden <laughs> no my husband's not that bad of a guy he's just no he's not he's actually really hilarious and he we can sit to get we're like oil and vinegar yes but in a, a very sometimes playful mostly playful way sometimes yes. Sometimes we have had not. a hard adjustment into self-employment and parenthood yeah. all at once, my husband and I. He lost his father, and then we had a baby, and also we're both self-employed, and it all happened in, like, a six-month time period, and it was, right. it's been a trying adjustment, but it's all good, and anyway, he's got all those qualities, you know, lining up with Anna's kids to just keep Anna on her toes. No resting on your laurels, sister. Nope. Mm. Nope. Anyway. All right. Well, some things to think about with Odin and Yule. And again, we did this episode so early because it does come out of nowhere. You know, this like, put up the tree, buy the gifts, Black Friday, all the candy and cookies and like all that stuff is fun and great and has a place. Also though, you there's an alternative. You can slow down. Right. Slow down and think about you know, what's really happening with the dark months and within you. And this year is going to be a lot of slowing down. Yeah. This year has been great for the slowing of the down. Yeah. Different way to holiday. (laughs) I love that. Is that like a quote or did you just come up with that? I just came up with that. I love that there's a quote somewhere. A different way to holiday. A different way to holiday. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you, Anna. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. If you are not registered for our free class, Warmth and Witchery, make sure to head over to the sistersenchanted.com forward slash warmth dash and dash witchery and register or go to the sistersenchanted.com forward slash blog. And you'll find this podcast episode there with the link to register for warmth and witchery. It's totally free and it's happening all month long in November to help bring some warmth and witchery to your life. And we hope that you enjoyed hearing about Odin and maybe just consider a little bit of a more restful and warm Yule season for you and yours. All right. Until next time, I hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead.